Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, back again at Fifty Shades of Drunk. Today, I'm going to throw it back for y'all. I'm going to take you back to the summer of 2020. <sighs> Times were simpler then, weren't they? Or were they? They really weren't. Um, but amid the chaos, something beautiful happened. IDP 123 scoring took form, took shape, took root in your hearts and your minds. The IDP army began to grow. Uh, and this episode is going to explain that scoring system for you. IDP 123 scoring format. It is, you know, it's simplified, it's unified, it's balanced. It's the future of IDP fantasy football. And this is where I originally, uh, you know, broke down my thought processes on that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And there will be more episodes and more things coming in the future on IDP 123 scoring. So keep your eyes and ears peeled on that. And make sure you're following along on Instagram and Twitter at IDP Army for both of those and YouTube slash the IDP Army. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. What is up, IDP Army? fantasy football fiends out there how you guys doing today jordan reigns here with the idp 411 uh my co-host jared and steve they're not with me today we're just i'm doing a little solo show a little different flavor jared just moved you guys know and the coronavirus steve's getting worked to death so i thought it would be a good time to you know dive into something that's kind of near and dear to my heart and you know involving fantasy football and idp in particular uh with this episode so if you guys used to listen to our other show we had for a little while, the IDP Hour, you probably have heard, you know, or one of our last shows we did over there was over what we call a IDP 123 uh, scoring format. Uh, that's something that I, you know, kind of, it's kind of my baby. I've thought about it a lot. When I first got into IDP fantasy football, you know, I was in a league and it was kind of scoring suppressed. And then I jumped in another league and the scoring was totally different. And then I, you know, third, fourth, fifth league. I started to realize that most of my IDP leagues, not even most, all of them had a different scoring system. Um, And it really made it hard to determine player values. It made it really hard to determine trade values. Uh, It made it really hard to understand how to properly construct my roster because in each league, you know, the, the value was different. It wasn't just, okay, I know a linebacker is important in this league as he is in this other league. He might have been less important in a certain league where it was more uh, sack heavy or more big play heavy, or he might have been the only player that mattered in one of my leagues that was very tackle heavy. So um, finding, you know, there's a lot of good scoring formats out there, um, but some, you know, one of the big problems in the IDB community too, just through my eyes and as someone who's, you know, hasn't necessarily played for 10 years, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not going to tell you I'm a 10 year IDP vet, but I'm somebody who's seen what fantasy football looks like when it's at its best. And I'm in some leagues that, you know, just have a scoring system that just isn't, you know, it's not not easy to, to, to pick up on. Does that make sense? It's not as easy to learn. So the learning curve in IDP can be a, a bit of a, a hurdle for a lot of people and they don't want to play. So 
we have talked in our group chat for, you know, basically a year now, and we've looked at different scoring systems in my leagues and Steve's leagues and Jared's leagues, you know, and said, you know, which ones were we like the best. And we came up with, or I came up with what was called the moniker IDP one, two, three. And it's, it's a simple, it's a unified and it's a balanced approach to IDP fantasy football scoring. Um, and like I said, it solves some of the problems that, you know, maybe exist out there in fantasy football, whether we are IDP, whether we want to admit it or not, some of us to ourselves, you know, so um, we'll just kind of start with a little bit of a framework. Most of everything I'm going to talk about today will be in the uh, sleeper platform kind of format. Um, I will just go ahead and say right now, shout out to sleeper. One of the pillars of IDP one, two, three is the one, two, three um, positional uh, system. So instead of having five, which allow your traditional IDP leagues that have D tackle, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback, and safety, you know, that's a lot of positions. That's more positions than you learn on offense when you open, you know, open up this fantasy football can of worms. So um, Sleeper does a great job. They condense it down. They do the defensive backs as safeties and cornerbacks in one position called DB. Linebackers are still linebackers. And then they have what's called a DL. So in the DL, you will get guys that are defensive tackles. You will get guys that are uh, uh, defensive ends. And you will get some of the pass rushing outside linebackers that other platforms might not give you as a DL spot. So, for instance, uh, Chandler Jones, I think he actually plays in a 3-4, which I don't want to go into that. But he's a linebacker technically, but he's an edge rusher. And um, in sleeper, they let you play him in a DL spot, which you should. He's a pass rusher. That's his primary job is to get the quarterback. So one of the, you know, like I said, one of the pillars of IDP one two three scoring is really embracing the simplified scoring, the score, uh, simplified positions, uh, simplified position designations. It's, you know, it's hard to come into something and, you know, suddenly I have to try to be interested in a defensive tackle and figure out who's going to get thirty tackles this year. It's just not, it's just not very appetizing to a lot of people. So, you know, I, I really appreciate what Sleeper's doing, condensing the systems, and that's that's kind of where the framework of IDP one two three kind of began. Um, so let's just go ahead and lay a little bit more groundwork here. Uh, roster size and depth is going to be really important in any IDP league. Um, nine to 11 starters is the ideal. That's going to look like three defensive linemen, uh, three linebackers, and then two or three defensive backs, and then two or three IDP flexes. That's kind of what I like to play in the most. I know it's what Steve and Jared and I, we, you know, we talked about this a lot. And all of our favorite leagues kind of allow you to start you know, nine to 11 guys. And it really makes the 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 IDP players more uh, important, especially in these mixed leagues. I'm talking about leagues that have IDP and offensive players mixed into at all times in this, you know, in this show. So um, that that's really, it's really important because it, it helps with the scarcity. Um, seven to eight players is okay. You're going to, you're still going to, you're going to suppress the value of your IDP players a little bit more just because of the depth at the, at the positions. You'll be able to find good starters in a seven to eight league. You know, a little bit easier on waiver wires. You might push uh, your draft a little bit on your defensive players. But um, anything that has under six IDP starters is basically a, a novelty for your league, in my opinion. Um, you're not going to want to invest a lot of draft capital in IDP positions, and you're really not going to want to clog up your bench with IDP players um, in a league that has six or less starters, you know, because you're going to be able to find – absolute studs you know especially if it's in a three or four idp starters you're going to find studs on the waiver wire basically on a weekly basis at multiple positions which gives you a lot of flexibility so there's no reason to really you know to tunker down and stick in so you know the depth of your starters is going to be you know a very very important thing um it's you know the same thing on the offensive side look at a one quarterback league compared to a two quarterback league 
Um, it changes the whole dynamic of how your team is built, how you strategize, um, and the value of quarterbacks. In a one-quarterback league, you just you just push and push and push anymore, you know, late quarterback, shout out to a J.J. Zacharyson, and you just take a guy late and you get, you know, pretty comparable value to everybody else. Even the guys that are top end, you'll get weeks close to that. You know, you draft them 10, 11, 12th round, last pick of the draft even sometimes. Look at Lamar Jackson in your redraft leagues. Um, but in a two-quarterback league, you completely flip that on its head because there's only 36 or 32 starters. Suddenly, quarterbacks are more valuable because I need two of these guys. And it's it's the same thing in IDP. You get, you know, most people run three linebackers. Well, if you're only starting one linebacker in your league and you're in a 12-man league, you're leaving basically 40-something starting linebackers just chilling on the waiver wire at any given moment. So you're really going to have to, you know, to really enjoy and take in what IDP is for all its richness, um, you know, and get that that real that, that team building and that strategy that we really love in fantasy football, that thing that we feel sets our team apart from our other friends' teams, our competitors' teams, is how we chose to build this team for the upcoming year. Um, it's just like offense, the, you know, the more positions that you're going to be starting, the more valuable it's going to be and the more the more routes you can take and the more paths to success and some tinkering you can do. <clears throat> I am going to say, though, about all of that, whether you start nine to 11, you know, seven or eight or six or less players, if your scoring is suppressed, then it's going to be even worse for IDP and they're going to kind of be out the window. What I mean by suppressed scoring is if you're in a league that is, quote unquote, tackle heavy and say your sacks are worth under four, anything under four points, um, you're really not going to get big weeks from your defensive players. Uh, they're not going to be able to keep up with the offensive side of your team score-wise. Um, and this also goes for leagues where maybe you're in a league that only scores three or four actions for your defensive players. Maybe it's only scoring tackles, and it's only scoring sacks and fumble recoveries and uh, our forced fumbles and uh, interceptions. You're not getting tackled for lost points. You're not getting quarterback hit points. Um, you're not getting sack yardage points. It's going to be a lot harder for your defensive players to keep up with these players that are going out there and, you know, 70 yards, eight passes, maybe an odd touchdown. If I'm only out there and I'm not getting very much, you know, if I get a sack and it's worth three and I have three tackles, I mean, I'm, you know, that's a big day for an IDP player in a suppressed scoring league. And he's barely going to scratch 10 points for you, it looks like. So, again, all the things I've said so far, you know, if you're in an IDP league, you want to make sure that the scoring system, you know, can keep up. It has a balance to it with the offensive players on both a season-long level and on a week-to-week level. Um, that's kind of where IDP 1-2-3 scoring, you know, again, I'm going to talk about that. It really does hit the nail on the head there. But uh, before I get, you know, into the actual scoring itself, let's go ahead and talk about the actual scoring plays that you're going to have in IDP 1-2-3. We're going to be scoring the assisted tackles, solo tackles, passes defended, quarterback hits, tackles for loss, sacks, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions, defensive touchdowns, and then safeties and block kicks. Safeties and block kicks don't really happen a lot. So, I mean, you can kind of just store those away as, you know, that'd be cool if it happened, but don't be banking on those or planning your team around that. Um, but like I was saying, you know, these, I'm going to repeat them again for you guys. Assisted tackles, solo tackles, those are going to be your bread and butter. That's where you're going to get a lot of your points because these things happen. These events happen on the defensive side of the ball a decent amount. Passes defended are going to be a little less so because the ball kind of has to be coming towards you to get that. You can't just necessarily go towards the ball, if that makes sense. So that's where you're kind of your corners are, you know, corners are kind of a, a position that's tough to really gauge in IDP. 
Um, so a lot of people steer away from them and go the safety route. Quarterback hits, they're going to be, you know, that's a, that's a meaningful stat. It's something they track. It's an important factor. If you can get to the quarterback, that is good. So you're going to be getting points for that. Tackles for loss and negative play, that's going to be scored. Sacks, obviously, and then forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions. These are kind of your bigger plays. Um, so let's just go ahead and jump right in, guys. I'm going to tell you the scoring. Again, it's IDP 1-2-3. You know, the, the thought process is IDP easy as 1-2-3. Shout out to uh, Michael Jackson there. But I'm going to pull this up if you're following along on YouTube. Uh, that's I'm just pulling up a, you know, a graphic here I've got. So your scoring plays, your one-point plays in IDP 1-2-3 are going to be your quarterback hits and your assisted tackles. These are worth the least amount of points, but they are still scored. Uh, assisted tackles means, you know, somebody else is helping you pull them down. So you're just going to get a little knock there. And the quarterback hit, you know, it's not quite a sack. It can be included with the sack, but it's not quite a sack. So we don't want to give it too much, but we do want it to be recognized. So that's why it ended up in the one point category. Then you're going to have your two point plays. This is going to be your solo tackle and your tackle for a loss. So if a player makes a solo tackle, it's a two-point play. It's you know pretty cut and dry there. And if they make a tackle for a loss, it's a two-point play. Pretty cut and dry again. And then three. This is kind of where your more, you know, come your more fun plays come in. Some of your little less um, eventful actions happen on the defense. So you've got your force fumble, you got your pass defended, your fumble recovery, your safety, and your blocked kick. These are all going to be worth three points. So if your player forces a fumble but doesn't quite get a sack, he's still going to get three points for that because that's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty disruptive play. And even if their team doesn't, you know, their defense doesn't recover it, the quarterback falls on it, you know, he still shook them, you know. So you're going to get the points for that. It's a forced fumble. It goes down on their record. Um, you know, that's something that only the best players can really get. You know, you have to be behind the line of scrimmage and you have to be applying big pressure to get a forced fumble. So you're going to get three points for that. And then your fourth and your fumble recovery, if you do pick it up, you know, that's a three-point play. And then your pass defended is going to be a three-point play. So that's IDP one, two, three. Those are the one, the two, and the three-point values. Now there is what I call, you know, you know, on offense, you have your touchdown. That's your big play, your six-point play. On the defense, we have those as well. You'll have a sack, which is going to be worth six points, an interception, which is worth six points and an IDP touchdown, which is basically a fumble recovery touchdown or interception touchdown, those are still going to be worth six points. So let's just run it back one more time just for anybody who's not following along on YouTube so you guys can see it, you can hear this verbally. So your one-point plays are quarterback hits and assisted tackles. Two-point plays are solo tackles and tackles for loss. Three-point plays are forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, passes defended, safeties and block kicks. And then your big plays are going to be your six-point plays, which are going to be your sack, your interception, and your IDP touchdown. Um, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. It's, you know, not really that complicated. These things happen a good bit, especially the, the, the tackles. You're basically going to focus on, you know, when you build your team around linebackers, you know, especially if you have three or four, you're going to want to find, you know, a solid middle linebacker so you can pump up your tackles. On your edge rushers, you're always, you know, obviously going to look for the guys that are getting to the quarterback the most consistently because you want to get your sack numbers up. You know, guys, sacks come and sacks go, but a guy that's getting close to the quarterback hit is probably going to get you some quarterback hits even if he misses the sacks. He's probably going to get you one or two forced fumbles even if he misses the sacks. A good example of that's uh, Trey Flowers in Detroit this last year. He was very disruptive. He didn't get quite as many sacks as you probably would have hoped. Um, you know, but th those plays are going to be rewarded fairly in IDP one two three scoring format. Now, um, 
you know, some people have asked, you know, to, to give you an example of how this really fleshes out over the course of a whole season. You know, I went back to 2019 and I looked at the top scores for um, the positions, the offensive positions, quarterback, um, running back, wide receiver and tight end. Your top end player this last year was Christian McCaffrey. He scored 448. Kind of an outlier, though, because the next best running back scored 150 points less than that. So it was really closer to your your, your average is a little bit closer to that 3, 330 range um, for that position. But then you had Lamar Jackson at 420. You had Michael Thomas at 366. These are PPR rankings. And then you had Travis Kelsey at around 250. Um, so they all scored between 250 and 450. So, you know, somewhere in that, you know, juicy 300 range is kind of in the middle of the top in position players on offense last year. Now, when you plug in the numbers from 2019 into the IDP 123 scoring system, your top end players end up being at the edge position on sleeper, of course, like I said earlier, is Chandler Jones. He scored 326 points. Your linebacker is Jordan Hicks. He scored 335. And your defensive back was Logan Ryan this last year with 323. And again, these are the top three positional scores in IDP 123 scoring. So you can see they all fit snug right in the middle of that, you know, where the offensive position players finish, the top end guys. So this scoring system is balanced on a season long level, um, you know, and it's also balanced on a week long level as well. So this last year, the highest scoring guys in IDP uh, one, two, three on a week to week basis, um, there were five guys that scored, <clears throat> excuse me, there were five players that scored over 50 points. Now to get 50 points, you know, you have to have a massive game in IDP one, two, three. I mean, you're looking at multiple sacks, you're looking at high tackle numbers, you're probably looking at a couple of really disruptive plays, force fumbles, things like that. So only your your, your really, really elite players are going to get this. But you look at the offensive side at the guys that got this done too. They have to have huge weeks. You're looking at 150, 175 plus yards, you know, multiple touchdown games, um, you know, a bunch of catches. So I'll just read off who these guys were in 2019. So for offense, you had nine players go over 50 points this last year. Sammy Watkins, week one. Will Fuller, week five, Deshaun Watson, week five, Christian McCaffrey, week five, Julio Jones, week five. That was a massive week. I actually had a buddy that, or no, Aaron Jones, week five. I had a buddy who had almost all those guys on a team. It was crazy. Um, Stefan Diggs in week six, Aaron Rodgers in week seven, Russell Wilson in week nine, and Drew Brees in week 14 are the only positional players in 2019 to go over 50 fantasy points. So to contrast and compare that with IDP 123 scoring, um, in 2019, there were only five players. Now, one of them did it twice, which was Chandler Jones. So there was six occurrences. So six occurrences of uh, a 50-point uh, a week uh, in IDP 123 fantasy points. That was Shaq Barrett, week three, Chandler Jones, week seven, Jamal Adams, week 10, Joe Schobert, week 11, Chandler Jones again in week 16, and Zadarius Smith in week 16. They all pushed over that 50-point threshold, but no one went over over a 55, I think. So it's like a 60-point cap, basically, in a four-quarter game. Your highest-end players are going to score right around 50 points in IDP 1-2-3, your defensive players, which, again, like I said, this is if you compare it to last season's 2019's top-end offensive players, they were also right around that 50-point range. None of these guys went over 60. So on a week-to-week basis, IDP 1-2-3 scoring offers you similar upside to what you get from offensive players. 
And again, this is something that a lot of people struggle with when they get into a new IDP league. They don't know how good is this IDP player? Like, what is his best week going to be compared to my Devontae Adams share? What is his best week going to be compared to, you know, my Aaron Jones share? Well, now you know if you have one of these top-end guys, one of these elite pass rushers. Um, and again, you're mostly going to get getting this kind of stuff with pass rushers because of the sack element. Jamal Adams is a very special case because he is just not human. He's he's insane. He's like the best player in the league right now. I don't even want to get started on that, but he's awesome. So that's that's you know that's the gist of IDP one two three scoring and why it really works. If you build your league around this scoring format and around these positional tags. You're really you're going to end up with a league that is a lot of fun and the learning curve is not massive. One of the big problems with a lot of IDP leagues out there right now is they have this thing where they want to weight certain actions for certain positions. So basically you end up learning five new positions and each position has its own unique scoring rubric. So a solo tackle for a defensive tackle, a defensive end, a linebacker, a corner and a safety could all have five different values. That is so much to learn and i'm saying that as somebody who has done it in several different leagues it's a pain in the ass like there's no other way to say it. it is hard to to and you know and then you end up with these guys that get 85 90 points because they're a defensive tackle who's really lining up outside and it just, it just gets a little out of hand guys so that's kind of where idp one two three scoring came about we wanted to be simple it wanted to be unified and we wanted it to be balanced so we did like i said we've done a lot of talking um you know and a lot of model running. We've run dummy leagues. We've run different variations. There are variations we like where you can, you know, make your safeties and your um, block kicks worth 10 points, you know, just for hell of it. I mean, it's such a rare play. Um, another thing I do want to touch on really quick um, is talking sleeper again. That's where we are. I know that a lot of these, some of these plays will stack. So, for instance, a tackle for a loss, which is just a two-point play, ends up being scored as a tackle for a loss <clears throat> and a solo tackle. So that'll actually end up getting you into a turning into a four point play or, for instance, an interception, which is a six point play and a pass def- it will actually stack with a pass deflection and it'll end up being a nine point play overall because you'll get the pass deflection score and you'll get the interception score. So, you know, it does reward the big play sacks. Same thing. You'll usually end up with a sack, a tackle for loss, a quarterback hit and a solo tackle when you have a sack and that'll all stack up into a 12 point play the sack being six tackle for loss is two your quarterback hit is one and then your solo tackle is two sorry i made that's 11 points i'm sorry i say usually though because you can have a sack without having a tackle for a loss Uh, example of that is week um, what week was that i think that was week 12 this last season or week 16 chandler jones had he had four sacks um against the Seahawks. That was his one of his big weeks, but he only had three tackles for loss. So I guess he sacked Russell Wilson right at the line of scrimmage, so that did not get counted. Um, so those end up stacking. Those are, you know, those are big plays. You want to reward the big play, just like in, you know, offense, you want that big giant touchdown. That's a huge point swing. You know, you want that on IDP too. You don't want to sack to end up just being a little three-point scoot, and, you know, you're just like, why the hell am I even doing this? So... What we call the, I call it the Holy Grail play. Um, that's a sack, a tackle for a loss, a solo tackle, a quarterback hit, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown. This can happen. Jamal Adams did it this year in week 10 against the Giants. He ran up on, 90% sure it was Daniel Jones, sacked this dude, you know, so he gets the sack, which also got a tackle for a loss and a solo. 
quarterback hit. He took the ball right out of his hand, so Daniel Jones fumbled it. He now has it. He gets the fumble recovery, and he ran in for a touchdown. That's a massive play, and it ended up being an IDP 1-2-3. That's a 23-point play. But um, just go watch that play. I mean, if you don't think that's worth a, hell, a fuck ton of points, uh, sorry for the explicitive, then you're out of your mind because that's that's some elite stuff happening right there, and it should be rewarded as such. So, you know, guys, that's pretty much the gist of IDP 1-2-3 scoring. The uh, tiny other variation is, you know, you can add yardage uh, to it by adding sack yards, interception yards, and fumble recovery yards. Not all platforms offer this. I don't think Sleeper has sack yards in it yet. It does have interception and fumble recovery yards. But it's just another way to add a decimal at the end of these round numbers and maybe give you a little bit of a differentiator between, you know, who's, you know, the really the best that week, week in and week out. So, um, guys, I, I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Uh, IDP 1-2-3 scoring is something that, you know, we've we've been working on in, in all of our leagues that we're in right now and that we're running for the IDP Army guys that we're with. And even some of our friendly leagues, um, we're running the scoring system, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, again, it's unified. It's simple. It's balanced or balanced, simple, unified. You know, that's what we want it to be in IDP. We want people to come in and immediately feel like they know what's going on and they feel like they can compete. They can draft the players that they like and that they know that they're not going to be, you know, missing out. They know that this player has a similar upside. The league is set up in a way to where the better players are just worth more. That makes more sense, you know, and they're not so far behind offense that you're getting screwed whenever you're trying to reach for a guy you really like and you find out, you know, he's only going to score 60% of what an offensive player, you know, around his value should be. So that's IDP one, two, three, IDP simple as one, two, three. All right. That's the old episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. You will hear about IDP one, two, three, a lot this upcoming year. Uh, when this episode originally aired dynasty nerds had not yet adopted it as their scoring system for idp rankings and all of our analysis it has been since then other organizations around the fantasy community are taking it up destination debbie my man ray g he's he's on idp y'all pay attention to that he's gonna have some good debbie stuff coming out there's other spots i'm working on you know so idp one two three it's here to stay i hope you are rocking with this off season idp army i love you i appreciate you make sure you like subscribe leave a comment and i'll be Back next week. I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock. Got a plan. Gotta get stocks. Keep them bands. Hit the clock. Tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough.